Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's really vulnerable podcast. I am going to be answering some hard questions and some not so hard questions that I got from my podcast or not podcast from my Instagram for the podcast (laughs) that I'm doing right now. Um, I also grabbed some questions from We're Not Really Strangers because I thought that this would just be a kind of like a random vulnerable podcast, I guess. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to answer them, to have some self-reflection and be honest to (laughs) y'all. If I'm laughing a lot, I don't know. I like, I slightly feel good and I slightly feel uncomfortable. So that's, I guess, what vulnerability is in a nutshell. All right, let's get into these questions. Okay, one question that I got on Instagram is what motivates you to be better to yourself or to keep on striving to be better to yourself? The fact that I deserve it, I just honestly deserve the best in my life. (laughs) And that's not coming from a cocky place that is coming from a self-love place. I just honestly have gotten to a point where I don't... I don't let myself have anything that I genuinely don't deserve. Like if there's anyone or anything that's causing negativity or toxicity in my life, anything that triggers me from my past traumas, I just honestly don't have it in my life anymore. And I think that has a lot to do with the self-respect I have for myself and I keep on striving to better to be better to myself because I deserve it and because I understand how hard it's been for myself and that being rude and hating on myself will never get me to actually loving myself. And something I'm really happy about and really grateful for actually, um, because this isn't the case for a lot of people, is I've always been very resilient. Um, I always had the internal hope for myself that I would be better and I'd keep getting better. And I I want to say I am very optimistic, but I'm also very realistic in my life. And I think my realisticness is to be optimistic, if that makes sense. I just know that whenever it was really challenging going through the trauma in my life and the really low lows or really intense mental health days that I had I just always reminded myself that like I'm gonna be okay and I got this and I don't know how to explain it but I genuinely have always known that I got this and that even in the days where it didn't feel like I did that I would soon be able to be better and get better so I keep on striving to better myself because I just, I don't want to not strive to be better to myself and I don't want to simply feel depressed anymore or even highly anxious like I used to be or anything that elicits the high stimulation of anxiety and depression. I just don't let myself go there anymore and you know I'm gonna be honest I think most of it is letting myself just feel to heal like I don't feel anything negative about experiencing hard emotions and experiencing negative emotions because I don't think it's a negative thing to feel them um I think is negative necessarily 
I guess, to sit in it for too long and to let yourself become the negative emotions and feelings that you're having. But again, this is just my experience. Um, And yeah, I just let myself feel to heal and I don't judge myself anymore. I don't hold any negative feelings toward myself. I'm just very honest with how I'm feeling and I have finally come to a place where I let myself feel to heal, but I don't become what I'm feeling. It's like I separate myself from what I'm feeling. Like if I have anxiety, I'll let myself feel it, like the physiological sides of it, the mental, the physical, all of it, spiritual. And I just let myself be on the outside this time and just view the anxiety and analyze the anxiety and feel it all. And then I just let it happen without becoming anxiety. It's like I feel anxious instead of I am anxious. And that really helps me to separate myself from the experiences I'm having. Um, But I just think striving to be better to yourself is always an option. And sometimes it doesn't feel like it is. And that can be really hard and challenging. But at the end of the day, it is a choice. And it can be a really hard choice. It can be a really easy choice some days. And it just all depends on how you are, how you feel, your environment. Like, it's there's so much that goes into it. But yeah, I just, I deserve it. That's my answer. <laughs> and also all of this other shit. But yeah, I, I think I deserve to keep striving to better to myself. And that's why I do that. All right, next question is, what's your favorite part about your mental health? That is such a good question. Oh my God. Um... My favorite part about my mental health. Damn, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. My favorite part about my mental health is probably how strong I am and how creative I am. I think being able to feel emotions very strongly is a gift. Um, I think it's, I almost got emotional saying that. I don't know why. But I, I really do feel like being an individual who experiences really strong emotions or really all emotions very strongly with my ADHD has me to feel life more and to feel the love of others more and to feel everything more. And I know it can be hard and obviously it it, it was in my childhood and it was really difficult throughout puberty and throughout all of the school years but when you come to a place where you recognize the other side of that coin the other side of experiencing negative emotions very strongly when you feel positive emotions really strongly as well I think it's a gift and it's a curse at the same time but I wouldn't be the person I am if I wasn't so strong in my emotions and strong in what I care about and what I'm passionate about. And I genuinely am happy that I can experience love so strong and love being in love so intensely and love the people in my life so intensely and fully engulf myself with joy. And it's almost like (laughs) joy is, let's say this, the color yellow. And I just absorb the color yellow and I become yellow. (laughs) And it's just a really great feeling to let myself feel emotions so strongly. 
And yeah, I think that's also why I go into experiences that have high emotions like my job and just podcast and I don't know. I don't know. I think it's interesting to maybe look into that one day. But yeah, I my favorite part about my mental health is that I feel emotions very strongly and that I am a very passionate individual about what I love and what I hate. <laughs> Because it goes both ways. I hate a lot of things. I hate a lot of, oh man, I'm very strong, obviously, in how I feel. And I think it's a great thing. I really do. Obviously, it took time to manage and to um, cope with and a lot of therapy. But at the end of the day, I'm happy where I'm at now. And I love that I love emotions. (laughs) All right, another question I got was, how did you know medication wasn't right for you? I think I knew medication wasn't right for me because I wanted to simply try not being on medication. I do have addiction um, tendencies in my family, and I know it's good to do what's best for you and for your mental health. This is just personally my experience, of course, but I wanted to train my brain to cope in itself like do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy and I studied a lot of neuroplasticity and watched so many TED talks looked into a lot of research on the MRU library databases and I just engulfed myself in understanding that the changes in your brain are possible and that I created the patterns in my brain. So with knowing that I created the patterns in my brain to react, let's say anxious or react with a lot of, um, or respond with depression at times, it helped me to understand that I can change my brain to be the opposite and that I can not completely take away like my behaviors and who I am as an individual with ADHD or with, um, mental illness but it's like learning and training my brain to be better and to be healthier and of course that took years like this isn't like an overnight fix or something that I just did on a whim I knew medication wasn't right for me because I wanted to see if I could do it first on my own through lots of years of working hard on my own mental health and behaviors and cognitive everything and you know what to be completely honest if nothing was helping and if I couldn't do it on my own with the resources I had at hand then I would 100% look into medication and I'm very lucky to say that I don't need it and that I am at a place in my life right now where I'm very healthy mentally and I say right now because I don't know what the future holds like I genuinely will do whatever it takes to make sure that I am healthy at all times in my life and I know for a fact that if my loved ones passed away that I would probably look into medication because since I am a very strongly um, felt individual with emotions, I won't be able to do it on my own. And I'm confident to say that and I'm happy that I am aware that I'll be needing extra help at some point in my life with grief if that happens. And yeah, yeah, let's get to the next question. All right, the next question I got is... 
what's something you can do today that would be good for me? Or what's something you could do today that would be good for you? For my mental health today would be listening to my body, listening to how I feel and having a nap. I think I'm going to have a nap. I think that's going to be really good for my mental health is have a nap and give myself rest because you cannot be your best if you don't rest. You got to rest to be your best. And I will always say that because you do not have to just keep going. You don't have to be productive all the time in ways you think is productivity. Because you know what is productive? Rest. Go take a nap. (laughs) Anyway, or literally do nothing. Sit with your boredom and just sit with it and rest your mind, body, and spirit. Okay? Okay. Awesome. What's something you're looking forward to in the next few days? I am looking forward to getting outside more. I love this. I thought I'd never say this, but I love this summer weather. Not the like intense heat. I'm not about that. I am a very cold individual. Like (laughs) I'm not a bitch. I mean like temperature wise, like I love the cold and I really love um, being bundled up and just making myself feel warm. Like I love baths. I love fireplaces. I love the cozy sides of life and temperature and so I have a really hard time with heat but the reason why I love summer and the weather right now is because I just love biking and walking and running and just being outside and I'm really excited and looking forward to biking a lot and just enjoying this the sun I'm not gonna say the heat but just the sun I know that's technically the same thing but I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say I like the sun (laughs) anyway that's what i'm looking forward to for the next few days next question what are you grateful for right now oh my gosh where i'm at i am grateful for where i'm at mentally and i get emotional talking about it because i didn't really recognize how fucking healthy i am (laughs) until i realized how unhealthy i was And it just gives me so much love and gratitude for myself because I was actually talking to my friend Sydney this morning on our walk and talking about how certain things don't engulf me anymore or certain triggers don't completely take over me anymore. And when I mentioned that actually to Steph yesterday, um, we were talking about this incident that triggered me and how it was only like 30 minutes where I felt triggered and then I kind of let it go. And he said to me, and it made me almost cry, Steph was like, wow, I think this just shows you with your response, you know, how much you're healing from your trauma, like how healed you actually are. And it made me emotional because I realized that I am in a better place right now and I don't let certain triggers affect me as much anymore or don't even let them become me anymore and i'm really proud of myself for that and as i was saying with sydney i said to her you know i just i'm in a place now where i know what i deserve and i know i deserve better and there's certain things in my life that i don't need anymore and you know i used to need them as a kid or i needed certain things to make me feel protected and safe as a child but you know i gave those things to myself And I was so strong in letting myself become the person I needed 
when I was younger and be the person that I need today and for the rest of my life and I'm gonna cry (laughs) but I just I'm really really proud of myself and I get kind of choked up when I talk about it because obviously that's not easy and it took a lot to recognize that I have to give myself what I need and also accept the love from others it's not completely taking away the love from others and being I don't know my own superhero because I am but it's also letting others help me when I'm in need and you know sometimes the superheroes wounded (laughs) and they need other superheroes to help them and that's kind of how I view it in my life is I got myself here and I healed to get myself here I did all the work but I wouldn't have been able to do all the work if it wasn't for Steph (laughs) and it wasn't for my close friends in my life and certain family members and I'm just really 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 proud of myself and yeah that's my response (laughs) i'm actually gonna just shoot my shot with facts here because i think it's good to talk not only about you know these hard topics but also end with some uplifting and helpful information trying to like educate people too always but anyways so that's the academic in me There are other types of rest, everyone. I know people are like, I don't have time to have a nap or I don't have time to do certain things to rest. But I learned over the years that there's different types of rest, you know, like time away, permission not to help or respond to texts or respond to phone calls and just give yourself that space. To do something that connects you to art and nature is probably my biggest thing. That's my type of rest lately is being creative and literally creativity can be like making a really nice dish for food i don't know making a cute little drink making physical art making anything that you want that's creative and i think that's really important and i was saying also to sydney when we were on our walk with the connection to nature part that i've been finding i've been really wanting to get outside more and look up instead of down because i'm so used to looking down at my phone and I just want to look up more and see the things that are above me (laughs) and that sounds so silly maybe but I don't know I'm just more connected to being outside and doing the things I used to do as a kid is really helpful and really healing and they talk a lot about that in therapy actually where it's so important when you've worked through trauma or you're working through some heavy things that you had happen in your childhood and adolescence to allow yourself as an adult to do the things you loved as a kid so what I loved to do as a kid was like ride my bike and be outside and eat hot dogs or like um like watch shows color like just do simple like quote-unquote childlike even though it's not childlike but you know what I mean things and activities and it actually helps you to feel calm and regulate your system Um, because when you were a kid, those were the things that helped calmed you down. So why wouldn't they help calm you down now? You know, I don't know, some food for thought there, but I want to ride my bike more. I want to get outside more with Bailey, obviously, but yeah, just doing those quote unquote childlike things is really healing and giving yourself the permission to be silly and just have fun without being on your phone all the time or without like technology being in your face is really important 
And also other types of rest could be just having a break from responsibility. Like you don't need to constantly be responsible. <laughs> and I think that's something I'm teaching myself is I can say no to certain responsibilities when I want to. Like obviously if they're serious situations, that's another topic, but it's like, if I don't feel like if I'm really tired and I need to recharge, I'm not going to answer any work texts or work emails, you know, like just because it may be a little bit urgent. Like, yeah, of course. But like if I need to recharge and I need time away, I'll ask someone to cover a shift or I'll ask people to help me out because I just need the time to rest. And also alone time, as always, I think that's really important. And Steph has taught me that because he's like so good at having Steph time and just being with himself and that's his way of recharging and I've been finding that I am the same and it really really helps to just be like okay I'm gonna have my own time and do whatever I need to decompress and it's just it's really nice it's really really nice so I wanted to leave y'all some food for thought there that rest doesn't just have to be a nap it can be literally anything that brings you just some peace and stillness in your life and you deserve it and you need to fight for that and you need to prioritize your rest because rest to be your best you cannot be your best if you don't rest (laughs) your brain literally needs rest so literally every part of you needs rest so yeah give it to yourself and do it because you deserve it I'm going to sign off. I've answered a few questions, not everyone's, but I will get to it another day. I thought this was really fun. I like doing these little questionnaires. I think I'm going to do them more, but yeah, that's all I have to say. You guys rock. You guys are the best. I'm going to head out. Thanks for always supporting me and loving me and encouraging me to continue these podcasts. I get so many nice compliments and comments on my podcast and yeah, I love whoever is listening. You're the best. You're doing amazing. You got this. Your best looks different every day. And today it looks awesome. I'm going to go. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye.